Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One of the great sports venues anywhere in the metro area is Ritter Arena at the University of Minnesota, home of the University of Minnesota Golden Gopher women's hockey team. And Border Battle Weekend coming up. Number one, Wisconsin, Friday at 6, and then again Saturday at 4. And joining us right now, go for head coach Brad Frost. Brad, it's been a while. How you been? Uh, doing great, Steve. Happy New Year to you, and nice, yeah. to, uh, nice to chat with you. Yeah, good to visit with you. And Brad's been uh, good enough to join us from time to time on the weekends over the years when his schedule allows. And uh, Brad, let, let's... Uh, Certainly get folks up to date. This is a big weekend. Number one, Wisconsin. And what a what a stretch for your team. Uh, the Badgers then on the road at number two, Ohio State, to close out the month. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, the WCHA, as we know, is, uh, is an incredible league. You know, we're, we're sitting at four or five, depending on the poll that you look at. Uh, University of Minnesota Duluth is at uh, number seven, and so... Having four teams from our our conference in in the top seven is uh, is great, uh, but it, it just means you got to be ready every other every weekend, and and uh, you know you're going to face some really good teams. Well, and, and beyond that, looking ahead with number one Wisconsin at home at Ritter, and then on the road at Ohio State at at the end of the month in Columbus last weekend, Minnesota State you got to win seven to two on Friday, and then on Saturday uh, they were able to pull it out and it kind of made history for their program, but it shows the, the quality of play, really. I mean, any given night now in the league. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Mankato, uh, they continue to get better and better. They're, they're sitting uh, in fifth place in our, in our league and, and have had some great wins, uh, great wins this year and, and obviously uh, getting that one on, uh, on Saturday against us. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, made some history. I guess it was I don't know fifty three games in a row we hadn't been beat by them, and um, but obviously they're uh, they're a team on the rise, and and they earned it that night. After a game like that, as a coach, it is an opportunity to sit down with your team and say, on any given night, any given day, you know, we we, we just can't, you know, expect to go out there and, and beat a team like Minnesota State. We we've got to play a complete game and and finish it. Oh, for sure, and and our team knows that. But sometimes you need a reminder, and yep. you know, oftentimes you you sneak out a victory in those games, and so you don't think too much about it. And you know, uh, when you when you lose the game, it it obviously gets everybody to refocus a little bit. And we had gotten down three one in the in the first period, and and uh, climbed back, but ultimately lost it in overtime. And and so again, great uh, great learning opportunity for our group. Back to the big series this weekend at uh, Ritter. Uh, you had some success early in December, 
in, in Madison, you had to be thrilled with that effort. I mean, that that's as good as it gets. Uh, opening with a win, and then uh, the, the second night going toe-to-toe as well. I mean, you, you had to be thrilled with that effort. Oh, for sure. Taking, taking five or six points uh, in Madison is not an easy task. And as you mentioned, we won 3-2 in, in regulation the first night and tied 2-2 the next night and won in a shootout. And uh, that's still Wisconsin's only loss on the season. And, um, you know, now they're coming to our place and, and uh, we should have a, a great crowd and it should be a, a great atmosphere. But um, two very good teams, as always, battling it out and should be some really good hockey here this weekend. What makes them so good? And and they're, they're good year in and year out. Your team's good year in and year out. But what makes this Badger team so tough to play? Well, I think first and foremost, their talent. Um, you know, they're, uh, they've got uh, great players. Uh, they've got uh, players that are on the Olympic team uh, just like we do. And, um, you know, it's really a coin flip game every time we play. Um, two really, really skilled, fast teams, very good goaltending. And, uh, you know, it oftentimes comes down to, to a break one way or another um, to see who wins the game. But it, it always makes it really exciting. Golden Gold for women's hockey coach Brad Frost joining us. They will get Wisconsin at Ritter Arena on Friday and Saturday and then hit the road, take on number two Ohio State uh, the following weekend. Uh, about your team this year, what what stands out at this point? Because you get to the end of January, it really goes quick. Uh, but but what stands out so far this season for you? Well, you know we we uh, were missing uh, Abby Bur- or excuse me uh, Abby Murphy and and Grace Zumwickle this year. Uh, they're with the the U.S. Olympic team along with six of our alums, which is uh, which is pretty exciting. But we've needed players to step up and. Uh, Taylor Heisey uh, is one of those players who is a senior for us and always been one of our top players, but, but I think this year she's one of the best players in the country. Um, her two line mates, Katie Skaya and, and Abigail Boreen, both seniors uh, as well, have, have really elevated their game. And, um, you know, we're just getting contributions up and down our lineup uh, from our top three lines and, and our defensemen, and, and we've got uh, three goalies that are all getting time right now and getting starts. So, you know, we've just got really good depth up and down our lineup, and, and uh, players have really stepped up this year, which has been a lot of fun to watch. I, I do a number of games on cable TV in the northern suburbs uh, and have seen the Andover Huskies a lot in, in recent years, and uh, Peyton Hemp's impressive, <laughs> it, it, and, and she has had an impact right out of the gate. She sure has. I think she's been uh, uh, WCHA Rookie of the Month twice, uh, so far this season, you know, really from from scoring the very first game that she played for us uh, until now, she's just uh, she's a great 200 foot player. Um, plays well offensively, defensively. She's uh, uh, just an incredible hockey player and an even better person. So she's been a, a joy to have on our team for sure. Yeah, and I, I suppose it's one of those where when when they come in right out of high school and have that kind of impact in your league at the highest level of women's collegiate hockey. that That's really impressive. It, it is a special player that can do that. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. And she was Miss Hockey. She was the best player coming out of the state last year. And, um, yeah, it, it usually takes uh, uh, our freshmen, uh, you know, a good semester to get acclimated, being away from home and, 
uh, going to school full time and and doing hockey full time as well. But but for Peyton, the, the transition was pretty seamless, and and uh, you know her work ethic speaks volumes as to part of the reason that that transition was easier for her. Yeah, and and part of the deal is when you run a program and you compete for national championships, you are going to lose players to the national team, and I, I know that's part of it. And, and I know you're thrilled for those players, not not only the current players, but the alumni that are are competing uh, in the Olympic Games. That that is a big deal, and and it pays dividends for the program going forward, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, I was just talking to a friend here this night uh, tonight, and. You know, yeah, we're we're missing some of our top players, and you know, every four years we we have that happen, and and that's great. But players, uh, top players, want to come to the University of Minnesota to to develop, have a great experience, be part of our culture, and and uh, and and win some hockey games. But they also, you know, have the desire and, and the goal to play for their their country one day, and that's the pinnacle in in women's hockey is is to play for your country, and so. We're thrilled that that they have the opportunity to do that. Uh, as you said, it pays dividends down the road. Um, they're playing with and against incredible players at the highest level. So when they come back to play with us, uh, you know they're bringing that experience. But you know, come early February when all these games are are on uh, NBC and and uh, the different NBC channels, you're going to hear a lot of uh, you know University of Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, and, and their names being called and people talking about them. So it's uh, it's a great thing for them and, and a really good thing for our program as well. Yeah, and a, a great moment for the women's game. And, and I, I've been out calling a lot of girls hockey games again this year, and, and there's so much talent and there's so many good teams and so many good players. And for the game to be showcased, as you pointed out, on NBC, and I think everyone expects uh, the United States to play Canada for the gold medal, and why not? It is turned into, in the Winter Olympics, one of the marquee events, and that's great. Absolutely, absolutely. It, you know, certainly in the, in the women's hockey world it is, but, oh. but I think, uh, you know, really throughout, uh, uh, throughout the United States, as you mentioned, it's, it's one of those... Uh, marquee matchups that uh that that people are glued to um just like they are to the to the men's hockey final so it's uh it's always an exciting game and you know i mentioned us in wisconsin and having it be a coin flip game it's the same for for us and canada you just never know uh who's going to win that one but um should be uh should be some exciting games here in in just a few weeks well, Brad, always good to visit with you. Uh, once again, a big series, and uh, ho- hopefully folks can get out to, to Ritter Arena and take in the action uh, Friday and Saturday or, or, or either. Uh, you know, Once again, just a terrific venue, and uh, hopefully we can visit again down the road. Yeah, I look forward to it. We'd love to have people out there, so come on out. Thanks. All right, there he is, Brad Frost, Golden Gopher women's hockey coach, and uh, he, he's been so generous with his time over the years and good enough to join us here on the radio, whether I'm sitting in for Maxie or on the weekends here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. But once again, uh, getting right back to it, though, they will be at home against Wisconsin on Friday and Saturday. And go to gophersports.com. Uh, for ticket info. It is 7:18. Quick break. We'll come back a whole lot more. My name is Steve Thompson. I'm sitting in for Mike Max here on Sports to the Max. News Talk, E3O, WCCO.
Sylvia Fowles may not be done, Minnesota Lynx fans. And this is how crazy social media is. Once again, it would appear in the newspaper or be in television or or be on the radio. But uh, in this case, uh, Kent Yugblood, who covers the Minnesota Lynx for the Star Tribune, does an outstanding job. Um, Sylvia Fowles, in an Instagram post, hinted at a return to the Lynx. And as the story goes, the All-Star Center posted an image of herself wearing a Lynx uniform with the caption, Home. Now, Kent, the Star Tribune, citing a league source, recently reported Falls, an unrestricted free agent, would return for a 15th NBA season. But uh, they can't really announce anything officially until February 1st. So there you go. Once again, Kent Youngblood had the story. Uh, Give credit where credit is due. But uh, very interesting that uh, Sylvia Falls, very popular, one of the all-time greats, it goes without saying. That would be a big deal. One other follow-up to the links, and every now and then I check this, is Maya Moore. And... At this point in time, you would say she's not coming back. But I still, and and I don't know if you've seen this, Chris Tubbs, about Maya Moore and whether or not she ever officially retired. Yeah, I I, I have not. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything official. And there, there haven't been a lot of stories about it. Yeah. Um, but what, what we heard... A year ago in March is that she wouldn't return for the 2021 um, WNBA season. Yeah, I, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess if I guess if she had officially retired, we would have. You know, there's a difference between unretiring and returning. So I, I've not heard the words unretire, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I've I've heard. You know, I, I mean, when people talk about whether or not she would come back, it is always a a return and not an unretire. Well, and what's so interesting about this is, and, and I, I, I'm not making stories up when I say this. On occasion, I Fake will news. do Fake news. No, I will do a Google search mm-hmm. and look at credible sources and just say, my more retirement. And I can't find anything where there's something imminent. And this is one of the great champions in the history of the game. Men or women. You know, Maya Moore has done it all. All you can ask. Uh, as a collegiate player, as a professional player, she mm-hmm. has done it all. Yes, she has. She stepped away from the game in her prime and is still kind of mum on her future. And I'm not saying she owes us anything because she doesn't. You know, she, she doesn't owe anybody anything. And, and the work she's done off the, the court is extraordinary. But I do find it interesting that she hasn't made it official yet that I'm not going to play anymore. The, the door still seems to be open. And once again, go ahead, do the Google search. Um, I can't find anything, and, and I'm throwing it out there to you, Chris, or anybody else. If, if you can find something mm-hmm. definitive, I, I just haven't been able to find anything definitive. 
No, um, I, no, I, I, now, I, now I, she's I, in her early thirties, so yeah. it's not not she's not like an old man like you or me or an mm-hmm. old woman, like you know. I mean, she's not old. She could no, still she's come not. back and play. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very I, interesting though. Yeah, I, I, you know, as much as you know, you hear Maya Moore, you know, may be returning, or you, you don't see anything about the retirement. To me, I guess I would have a hard time after she stepped away and just really has just, you know, thrown herself into, you know, civil rights and and duties and, and, you know, now, you know, married to the the gentleman that, you know, was incarcerated, ironically enough, just 30 miles south of where I used to live uh, in Jeff City, Missouri. So I think that even if she hasn't, put in the you know official retirement papers I, I just feel like Maya Moore right now her calling her lot in life and you're right she doesn't owe us a doggone thing because she's given us way more than we could ever hope oh, but sure. but I mean to me right now basketball was a part of her but her identity at this point is just being a philanthropist you know being a, a human activist and and I kind of, I kind of respect that. I, you know, I well, not kind of. I, I do respect it. Yeah. Because absolutely. she, she seems completely at peace with herself. And if this is what she wants to do, then by all means, you know, do what you feel your calling is. And if and when she ever wanted to come back, you know that the Lynx would would welcome her with open arms. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The the WNBA. Would, would be thrilled to have her back. Mm-hmm. But I just find it interesting because he had that Instagram post, Sylvia Falls, and as I mentioned, Kent Youngblood had the piece in the Star Tribune about looks like she's coming back, and it looks like she's coming back to play for the Lynx, which is great news, but they can't announce anything uh, until February 1. And then it brings up, well, what about Maya Moore? Syl comes, and I'm going to just throw this out there. Okay. Just speculating. Throw it against the wall, Steve. Might as well. Maybe Sill said, hey, Maya, what do you think about making another run? I'm willing to come back if you – I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just maybe. I believe they call, it, they, they, yeah, they call that I, – I believe the word is running it back. Steve, I, well, I think and, that's and here's the thing: if Sylvia Falls w- is willing to give it a go, mm-hmm. you know, is is that one of the pieces where Maya Morris says, "Hey, we, we got a club that could definitely make a run." We'll see. I, I I'm just hoping that uh, she, b- because she's such a joy to watch, and and just like I say, uh, one one of the great players in the history of the game, uh, man or woman, doesn't matter. Absolutely, uh, Timberwolves. And Atlanta Hawks. Oof. Second night of a back-to-back. They went into New York, cat the big three-point play late, pull out the win over Tibbs and the Knicks in the garden. Feel good story. I love. I, I was doing a high school game, but I caught the end of the game with Alan Horton. I love that. It times out beautifully. Get to go do a high school game. I saw Ozio and Robin Stale Armstrong play at Ozio. Went right down to the wire. Orioles pulling out. Get the gear packed up. Get in the truck. Start heading home, catching end of the game, Alan Horton. It, it was terrific. And, and they got the W in New York. Now, it was second night of the back-to-back in Atlanta. Didn't go as well. Ant 
got the heave hole. Chris, your thoughts on the second night of the back-to-back in Atlanta? I was really impressed with the way that they came out and put like 73 on on the board in the first half. You're thinking, okay, they got their legs, you know, everything's going to be fine. They're going to end up, you know, getting a couple of, you know, I mean, the, the Knicks and Hawks, you look at the standings, the Hawks have taken a step back from, from last year. When, oh, no when, doubt. When they, you know, were a buzzsaw all the way, what, to the Eastern Conference Finals. But this year, they're just, they're not the same team. And Trey Young had an awful first half. And you're thinking, you're up by 10, perfect. And then it just goes off the rails, and the Wolves just start whining and complaining. And it's just like, enough already. Like, you can't let this spiral out of control. The problem is, Steve, to me, it's like, when that snowball starts to go downhill, I think not having Pat Bev in that game, I think that hurt them at that point because as much as a you know as a smack talker Pat Bev can be, I feel like he he's knows just, when, he knows when to pull back. Absolutely, he does, and and I think Cat Cat feeds into that. I think for Cat to be the superstar that he wants to be perceived at, he's got to control that. He's got to keep that in check. Because, you know, Ant got ejected, Cat feeds off of that, and all of a sudden, that gets contagious. And and guess what? All of a sudden, maybe you do have a target on your back. So, uh, you know what? It, if they can learn from it and history doesn't repeat itself, fine. That's, that's totally fine. You know, once in a while, you're going to have these games. But if this continues to be a problem, then you look at that, and, and I don't know what the answer is for Chris Finch, but... I appreciate D'Angelo Russell's postgame comments, but at the end of the day, I just feel like you got to keep it together a little bit more. I, I was disappointed in the team's composure and, and completely, you know, sitting there and co- complaining and, you know, whining about the officiating. And and as the games get more important, yes, not, now we're past the holidays. Yep. Uh, we're getting into February pretty soon. It's going to go quick, and it's going to be March, and it's going to be crunch time. And there are going to be nights like this against good teams. And I still think Atlanta's a playoff team. I still think they have enough talent. You're right. They're not where they want to be in the standings. But I do feel like they're going to be a team that could be a factor in the playoffs. They had too good a run a year ago. There's too much talent there. I think they'll be okay. There are going to be more games like this that are very intense, and everybody's taking it up a notch. They have to learn from this and realize there's going to be more and more games. It's not like November or early December in the NBA where Mm -hmm. teams are playing, but it isn't full out. We're starting to crank it up now. And as you get into February... And then you get into March, and then the playoffs are a whole different. Yeah, and, and you you happen. want games to mean something, right? I, I For mean, sure. okay, th- these games right now, in terms of positioning in the Western Conference, because you are bunched up. I think there's like two games between Dallas at like fifth, and you know whoever's in in like eleventh. I think that might be the Clippers. I don't have the standings it, it, in front of me. Going to change daily, absolutely. You know, and and you you want to be you want to be bunched up with the rest of those. But you can't get yourself to the point where, I mean, you're not playing meaningful games. You're playing meaningful games, and you're looking at a serious, uh, a, a serious 
opportunity to make the playoffs, you cannot blow it by blowing a gasket. No. It, 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 you, you can't get thrown out of games. And I totally agree with Carl Anthony Towns. And, and I think Cat was huge in New York and a, a big part of that win. There's no question about it. The three-point play is ultimately what sealed the deal for the Timberwolves that night. And then the Knicks' curious shot selection late in the game was a bit bizarre. But nevertheless, they get out of New York with the win. Absolutely. And I think setting some of that aside, and not after every foul in every situation, you know, whining to the officials. And I think the officials, honestly, as crazy as this sounds, did Ant a favor by giving him the heave-ho. Because I read a couple of takes on this that said most veteran guys in the NBA don't get thrown out. They get one technical there. They don't get the first and then the second, which is the ejection. So I, I think maybe they did a they did a bit of an, a, a favor to him by saying, look, you, you can complain, but you cross the line and – and we're going to give you the heave-ho. So the Timberwolves get a bit of a break. They come home, and they got Brooklyn in town on Sunday night. Our pregame 6.30, tip 7 o'clock, and I'll be in following the game with the special Timberwolves tonight. Jalen has the night off. So Henry does the honors on the weeknights. I'll be in on Sunday night following the Timberwolves and Nets. Uh, quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk some NFL uh, the playoffs start for real this weekend. We're down to the Elite Eight in the NFL. We'll talk about those games in a moment here on Sports to the Max, here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Divisional round this weekend in the NFL. Real quick, not a lot of Viking news. Yes, they're interviewing general manager candidates. Yes, they're interviewing coaching candidates. No idea when they're going to act. No idea what they're going to do. We'll see on that front. But uh, no general manager's been hired that I'm aware of. No head coach has been hired that I'm aware of. Chris Tubbs, can you confirm that? The Vikings have not made any key hires in the last hour or two. I I can neither confirm nor deny that the Vikings have or have not (laughs) hired a general manager and or a head coach. Here's what I want, though, real quick before we get into the playoffs. And I mean real quick. I want him to talk to everybody. Don't bring some guy in and be impressed by Brad Childress and hire him. Talk to everybody. Talk When it comes to a general manager, talk to everybody you can. Mm -hmm. The more, the merrier. Get as much information. Just don't get blown away by someone who comes to town. Take your time. Get it right. This is still a pretty good job in the NFL. I believe that. The Wolves are committed owners. They have the facilities. They play in a marquee division. Take your time. Get it right. All right. Let's get to the playoffs. Do it. Divisional round. Saturday. Early game. CBS. Cincinnati at Tennessee. Titans favored by three and a half. Over under 47 and a half. Chris Tubbs. Titans get a Big, big key player back. Yeah, and they should have Derrick Henry back. And if if he's back, I don't know what kind of a workload he would have because he's been on IR for a good, you know, a significant part of the year. Um, I, I feel like that one week in that number one seed 
has done Tennessee good. As good as Jamar Chase has been and Joe Burrow and everything that they've done, I just feel like the physicality of this game and Tennessee having the, the, the number one seed, uh, I'll, I'll take the Titans at uh, three and a half, and I'll take them by a touchdown. Yeah, I, I agree, but I love the Cincinnati story, and I was happy they were able to get it done mm-hmm. and, and, and get a playoff win. I mean, Twitter didn't exist the last time Cincinnati won a playoff game. I love that story. All right, Saturday night, San Francisco at Green Bay, the frozen tundra. The weather isn't going to be horrible in Green Bay. It's not going to be below zero. It'll be winter. Here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers uh, in NFC title games hasn't got it done. I think to yeah. some extent the Lambeau Field advantage for Green Bay late in the season in the playoffs is overrated. It would not surprise me one bit if the 49ers win this game straight up. I think having David Bakhtiari back, their left tackle, is is going to help because San Francisco, they are going to get all over Aaron Rodgers. And, and you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I, he's got a shoulder, what he's got like a thumb, and I mean, he's just dealing with a few different issues. Yeah. But the one thing they do, remember the last time they met in the playoffs? And, you know, it, it was just... Again, I go back to it. The Niners were like Hulkamania in the 80s. They were just running wild. And yeah. I think Eli Mitchell, you know, the, a cold-weather game, this plays into what San Francisco wants to do. But I just I think San Francisco is going to give them all they can handle and more. But I've still got the Packers by about four in that game, like 28-24. It, it, it surprises me, though. It's only five and a half. That that really interests me. We, and I, as a rule, generally don't gamble on sports. Uh-huh. But the five and a half really interests me. I thought it would be more. I, I thought it would be seven. And the five and a half really, really interests me. So you'll take and, it at five and a half then, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a, yeah. I, I mean, it's how I, I I think the Niners can win this game straight up. Yeah. I, I still think... If Green Bay wins, they don't cover. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Okay, all right. I think that's fair. We're gonna get to Sunday mm-hmm. in a moment. Yep. Rams Bucks in the early game, late game. Bills in Kansas City, and we will do that on Sports to the Max here on News Talk E three O W C C O NFL Playoffs Division Weekend. I, I know some like championship weekend, NFC, AFC championship games. But here you get four games, two on Saturday. Uh, Cincinnati at Tennessee, Titans favored by three and a half, over under 47 and a half. Chris and I agree, uh, Titans win and cover. I, I think I've got that right. San Francisco at Green Bay, Packers favored by five and a half, Saturday mm-hmm. night at Lambeau, over under 47 and a half. I think that uh, I, I would take the Niners in the points. Uh, not guaranteeing that San Francisco wins straight up, but but I I think either way, Green Bay, even if they win, they will not cover. No, green, no, green, I I don't think Green Bay covers either. I, I just okay, I just don't. I think Green Bay wins, but th- they don't cover the yeah. Th- they don't cover what is it uh, five and a half? I see five six and a half five at the five and a half. Okay, so yeah, the latest yeah it, yeah it opened up at six. So right now it's at five and a half. I, I don't think they cover, Steve. Okay. And and I, I put in there I have a chance for the Niners to win, but just straight up betting the game, I, I, I would be in the 49ers. All right, okay. Sunday, early game. It'll be 
the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady. Bucks favored by only three. Wow. Um, Matthew Stafford played too long in Detroit. I, I just don't see it. I think Tampa Bay wins and covers. I'm going to leave it at that. I do not trust Matthew Stafford. I don't. Yeah, I, I just want to know what kind of food Kelly Stafford is going to throw on fans at Tampa. <laughs> Last time I believe she she was throwing a pretzel, so I don't want to know what the food yeah. of choice is in, in Tampa. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Rams. Not, wow. you know, not because I want to see what Kelly Stafford's going to do. But I think the fact that you could have three individuals on the offensive line, three starters for the Buccaneers, could be out. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, yeah, kind of a neat story, but the the Eagles are not the Rams. I, I think Aaron Donald could absolutely wreak havoc. Cam Akers look good. Uh, it's the rebirth of OBJ. I think the Rams go in to Tampa and knock off the Buccaneers. I just don't trust Matthew Stafford. I'll no, get you, back you don't to have my to, original yeah. premise. Well, yeah, you, you trust you trust the defense. You trust the defense yeah. being able to fair enough to get to Tom Brady. You trust the fact that Tampa can't run the ball, and you you leave it up to. I can't. I feel dirty. I feel like I'm going to have to take a shower in Clorox after saying this. But you you trust Sony Michelle, and then Cam Akers. I mean, coming off that Achilles. I mean, how cool of a story is that? Well. And the crazy thing about Tampa Bay, in that game against Philadelphia, I caught a lot of that game on the radio on Westwood One. Mm-hmm. And the the play-by-play and the analysts talked about, and I think they even did it on the television side, on how durable that Tampa Bay offensive line had been all year. Yeah. It had been extraordinary. Yes. And they were decimated. In yeah, that game. Yeah, you, you lose your, what, Tristan Wirfs, who I think is your right tackle. You use your, lose your Pro Bowl center, Ryan Jensen. I mean, I, I know Wirfs tried to come back and play, and he couldn't. He played for a little bit. Jensen yep. came back. But I, I if they're at all compromised, that's a problem for Tampa Bay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I still like Tampa Bay to get it done because, once again, what did I say at the beginning? I don't trust Matthew Stafford. Okay. Too long with the line. All right, let's get to the final game of the day, uh, Sunday. It'll be Buffalo at Kansas City. This is my favorite matchup of the weekend because you, you got two quarterbacks that I just absolutely love, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, with Kansas City. And they've had to overcome a lot this year. They did not have a great year offensively. And then you have Buffalo. They were finally able to slay the dragon. And at one point in time, don't forget, the Buffalo Bills weren't even in first place in the division. Mm-hmm. It was the New England Patriots. Remember that ugly regular season game where the Patriots won, what, like 5-3 to three in Buffalo, <laughs> whatever the score yeah, was. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it was a David Ortiz three-run double in the bottom of the seventh that uh, won it for the Patriots. Yeah, in the wind and the cold <laughs> uh, at, at uh, Orchard Park, New York. But ultimately, Buffalo... And I love their quarterback. So I love both quarterbacks in this game. I wish the Vikings had one of these guys as their quarterback. Flip a coin. I have no idea. I can hardly wait for this game on Sunday. I'm going to take Buffalo on the road by one. I I think that the, the Bills in the offseason, they rebuilt that defense with one thing in mind, and that was getting to Patrick Mahomes. And, and so now, that being said, 
I think this is an opportunity because the Chiefs are going to try and get after Josh Allen. Then I yep. think it boils down to which wide receivers can create the better matchups. I think Buffalo's deeper. I think Buffalo's more talented. And I think Stephon Diggs can win one-on-one matchups in that secondary. Yep. Plus, again, I, I mean, neither one of these teams is going to run the ball really well. So really, which one do you trust? And I can't believe it. I'm going to say right now, I like the momentum that Josh Allen and the Bills have right now. I think they go into Arrowhead and slay the dragon. Wow. Yep. It, 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 would, it would be huge for Buffalo. They took down New England. I said it. Um, I put it on tape, yeah. Steve. I put All right, it on tape. One other quick one before we run out of time. Yeah. And this may be the dumbest thing I've ever said on this radio station. If you had your pick, mm-hmm. would you take Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen going forward? Who who do you like better moving forward as a quarterback? Forget about what's happened in mm-hmm. the past. Right now, going forward, you can start a team. You can pick either one. Who do you take? I want to go with Patrick Mahomes. Barely. I still, exactly. I still stick with Mahomes, obviously. But Allen's moving up. He he He's pretty impressive. Uh, quick break. We've got the news at 8. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 